welcome to Untold Physio Stories podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit myptinsurance.com edge to sign up today. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and live Modern Manual Therapy seminars are back this year. So make sure to check out modmt.com slash calendar. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild with Modern Patient Education. All right, Andrew and I are back together again after an extended hiatus. I recorded a couple guest episodes um, as Andrew and I weren't able to get together, but I know he has an interesting case for me today, right? I do. Um, I hope so, at least. Uh, right. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And I think you and I are kind of similar in our assessment of the prevalence of SI joint pain um, in people who present <laughs> with low back pain. Right. As in, uh, as as we in don't really believe often. in it? Not very often? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though the literature will say sometimes I've seen between like 13 and 18%, but even to me, that just seems very high. Um, and I, my, I would say it's own, very high. I, what's that? I think it's high when they say it's ten percent. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and I can't tell if, like, from anecdotal, you know, from sixteen years of practice, is it because of my bias against it? But uh, especially based on, you know, obviously the the more recent research. It's like I say recent, but it's been around for over ten years at least um, by Laslett et al. and a couple of other authors looking at the you know, pain provocation studies, especially when used after repeated movement testing at the lumbar spine um, to increase sort of the um, reliability and the validity, um, you know, rather than the old sort of movement palpation assessment tests, which a lot of us were taught uh, back in school, and hopefully that is being weaned out of school. But I hope. I, what's that? I said, I hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I had a patient. Uh, I guess I've been seeing him for about three plus weeks now and 14 year old male, uh, athlete, basketball player, baseball player, uh, also just quite small for his age. You know, he, he looks like he could be 10 or 11. I keep forgetting that he's 14. Um, but he had been in basketball. He had been, I try to send one of those ones where you try to attempt taking a charge like twice in a row. And he's usually like the smallest guy out on the floor. And so he got like ran over twice, basically landing on his like right, like posterior hip, like buttock area, essentially both times. So he came in. Um, I don't remember if he had a diagnosis when he came in from the physician, but 
he had pain in sort of the you know posterior right hip, nothing in the back, um, kind of a little bit in the lateral lateral thigh, and you know my I did I didn't really even you know my first assessment was you know back or hip pain you know you know so maybe a little blunt force trauma soft tissue, um, but after really kind of going through normal assessment and all and everything else kind of coming out you know lumbar flexion extension side bending. Uh, repeated movements really, you know, no non-provocative hip range of motion, you know, was, you know, pretty much full in terms of passive movement, resisted motion was good. Um, you know, in, in the things that were, you know, he could not run, he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, jumping, landing, squatting. These were the things that were, that really started to bother him. And I have a, I have a, a DPT student right now from South University so we we're kind of doing sort of a co co evaluation, and for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? I think we got to do some some SI joint tests. It's like it's just for whatever you know. He kind of had that you know the the Fortin finger sign, like pointing to the exact area location of the SI joint. You know, just distal to the PSIS where his main area of pain was. Um, Is that a test? I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what that thing, what that is. I've never heard of that. But yeah, there's a, there's a test called the Fortin finger test, and it's basically they poke, they they point to the area of pain, and it's just about you know a few centimeters uh, inferior and lateral to the PSIS, and that's like the area of the SI joint. It's supposed to be you know, just by itself. You know, some of the research as like a specific test for SI joint pain, but it's never so the patient can the patient can reliably locate it better than a clinician can. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, it's one of those tests. It's like, you know, you can't take it for that one single test and one single study, you know, but it's, that was just one piece of information. Yes. Um, but then, so I did, I did the, all the, all the tests and he had a positive uh, thigh thrust test. He had a positive Faber test. He had a positive sacral thrust test. Um, and he had a positive Ganslin test. The only two tests that were negative were SI joint compression distraction. And those were the only tests that reproduced his exact symptoms. And so he had, you know, he had that mech, he had a mechanism of landing on his, on, on one side of his like butt, essentially, you know, tw twice in the same game. Um, and no, nothing else provoked his symptoms. You know, spine motion was full and painless. And I actually did, I got an SI joint belt. We had some still back in like the supply closet. And it's like squatting would produce his pain. I had a couple like, you know, sort of asterisk signs. I put the belt on him and squatting wasn't painful. And um, I can't remember what else I'd done with it, but it's something like, it was something, another movement that was, had been painful all of a sudden was less painful. I was like, I think I have an actual diagnosis of true SI joint pain in a 14 year old male, you know, clearly not postpartum. Um, right from not, a not a post not a postpartum twenty something or thirty something year old hypermobile female exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is just bizarre, but um, well, we think it's bizarre. Some I other clinicians, bizarre. Yeah, like, exactly. I see that every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know, and he's, he's he's been doing. You know, we've been treating him like you know he's been he's been doing great just um, over the past few weeks, and he's you know it it, it was it, that's another thing too. He was very tender. Yeah, you know, it wasn't even like a little bit in sort of the the gluteals, you know, that area, but really sort of like in that area where you would, you know, posterior longitudinal ligament of the SI joint, like that kind of area deep in there was just very just generalized achy tender. 
Um, so yeah, it's like, you know, probably my first case of true SI joint pain in I don't know how many years. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I saw one two years ago that it actually podcasted about too, that I tried like also repeated motions and it was a PT and it was during lockdown. So it was virtual. And I don't know if you remember this, but basically even though the pain went below the knee and she only had it lying in bed and not in weight bearing, the only thing that made it better was in bed after all the day stuff was better um, because repeated motions made it better during the day when, when um, she was up and around and everything. But the only thing that made it better at night was wearing an SI belt at night. Yeah. yeah. That's so that was probably my last one. And that, that was actually atypical. Yours is actually very typical other than the demographics. Right. Yeah, like the trauma, the, the trauma, the, the, that mechanism for sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Just the age, the, the age, the gender. Um, right. You know, you think more, you know, more often than not, probably maybe more just hip back related type thing from that kind of, but yeah, just, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the age still, you know, still growing, still going through puberty, those kinds of things played a role, but the good news is he's doing great. It's just one of those ones. I was like, wow, I, just, I really think this is, is what it is. All right. Well, that is, uh, I mean, I think that's interesting, but, uh, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if other people will. I yeah. think people who follow I thought it was interesting, lot. but I think, you know, just especially with my sort of, you know, yours and my bias, yeah. bias away from it, you know, still keeping it. I'm, 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 I'm glad that I didn't let it overly cloud my, um, my, you know, evaluation to, to, to ignore just even just checking it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, according to Laslett's research, you have a pretty high probability that it's true SI. Yes. With with um, the I know the revised version was not seven tests. It's only five tests now, right? Yeah, it's not. Like, it's I think Laza didn't have the Faber test, but another study had the Faber test. That was like the main difference in terms of like SI joint compression, distraction, thigh yeah. thrust, sacral thrust, and Ganslins, and then one other one other study had Faber test in there. Right. But the, yeah, the, I wonder the, if there are had study... four. It one two, one two three four. You know, positive tests there. Yeah. Yeah. In the presence of um, absence of change with repeated motions. But yeah, yeah, I wonder if there's any other studies that ever further looked at which tests were more likely to be positive. Because like you, I find that the SI compression distraction doesn't reproduce it as much as very the other rarely, ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know that five think... thrust test is supposed to be very sensitive. Yeah. So, but not yeah. necessarily specific, but... And I've also seen different ways to do the SI compression distraction, some in sideline, some yeah. in uh, supine. And I just wonder also if the variance in the way it's performed, I'm like, how much is it really distracting or compressing? Right. Like, you know? Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's truly such a stable joint. How much is it actually changing as much as, um, you know, I guess it, depending on the sensitivity or the degree of, you know, if there is a true like ligamentous strain type issue. Um, mm -hmm. should we put enough stress on it yeah I yeah think I'm, like, especially with like the test. the posterior distraction where you're trying to basically squeeze the anterior ilium i'm like how how much am i really stretching all these like super fibrous ligaments you know it seems like a, a rotational component would be needed or some sort of thrust right you know like a shear some sort of shear or a thrust would be needed rather than right. literally taking the ligaments along their strongest tensile direction yes. Which, and trying to stretch them. It doesn't seem like that one. It seems like that one I bet would be the least likely to be positive. Yeah. 
which makes sense. I've re- very rarely ever, I'm trying to think back in my career, like ever those who've been positive at any point other than just like tender where you're poking on it, you know? But Right, or someone's like, why are you squeezing my bones there? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at A Rothschild PT and of course, Modern Rehab Mastery and Modern Patient Education. All right, and we have just launched another cohort of Modern Rehab Mastery. Uh, MMT is starting this month, April 2022. So you can join anytime, um, but overall our cohort will come back around in about four months and uh, either Andrew or Kyle will be taking MPE or MST next. So uh, definitely remember to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an interesting story or big physio failure, definitely reach out to either Andrew or myself and get on the podcast. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors. So one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, So go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR Certificate. I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you.